Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with the one and only David Novak. David, Happy New Year. How's it going? My new year is off to a great start. I've had a wonderful time with my family and uh, I'm working on my golf game and that's getting a little bit better. So, you know, things are things are good. I'm so glad to hear it, David. Well, if you're looking for something to boost your new year, then the conversation that we're talking about today will certainly do that. We're taking a deeper dive into David's conversation with Dan Hurley. He's the head coach of the men's UConn basketball team. And this guy has confidence and swagger like no other coach I've ever listened to. You know, what I love about Dan is that, you know, he really has a healthy dissatisfaction with the status quo. Um, This is a guy who just keeps pushing himself and his team to higher heights. Yes, he's got one national championship, which he got last year, and that's taken a lot of pressure off of him. But I think it's actually freed him up now to the where the, he thinks he can make it happen every year. And, and you, know, you know, there's a lot of people that you talk to, you know, you become what you think you are. And I think right now this guy thinks he and the Connecticut Huskies are national champions. So we'll see if he does it again. We certainly will. It'll be an exciting season to follow. That is for sure. But today, though, David, we're going to roll into our three questions that dive deeper into your conversation with Dan. Are you ready for it? Let's go. Question number one. At the very beginning of the episode, you mentioned that Dan was coming off of a 34-point win from the night before. You ask him how he keeps his players on edge, and I just want to let everyone listen to how Dan responded to that question. Last night was uh, was probably one of the harshest critiques or one of the most disappointing locker room you know postmortems that I could recall. We played so far below our championship standards in terms of uh, doing the hard things well on the court. Um, you know, it was a window dressing score, but we were uh, we didn't function very well as a team. So bad locker room. David, how can other leaders continue to push their teams even when they're winning by a big margin? I think the biggest thing that you can do is really tap into the desire that everyone has to perform at the very highest level. You know, when you you tell people that they've really done a good job and yes, we just kicked butt and we, we beat the hell out of competition in this particular situation, but you know, we have just scratched the surface. And isn't it going to be great when we take it to the next level? I think it's that desire that people have within to really go for greatness is what the great coaches are really able to tap into. And I think that's what Dan taps into and every great leader that that I've talked to. And, you know, I mentioned this at the top. The best leaders, and Dan certainly does this, has a healthy dissatisfaction with the status quo. It's great that uh, they won by 34 points. But you know what? We're capable of so much more. And you know it, and I know it, and let's go after it. And I think that kind of mindset is how you really drive peak performance. I couldn't agree more. Dan talks a lot in the episode about how he and his team have an insane work ethic. And that work ethic isn't just in practice, 
and in the weight room and conditioning and physical work ethic. But he talks about how they incorporate motivational work ethic and psychological work ethic into their routine as a team. And I think that that is such an important thing to have when your team is doing well, because that means everyone on your team will constantly be driven by this idea of continuous improvement. And Dan obviously does that really well with his players. Question number two, Dan breaks down his coaching philosophy by saying it's all about making quick decisions that require a high level of skill. How can leaders coach people on how to make quick decisions that lead to the right result? How do you scale decision-making in an organization? I think the first thing that you drive home is the importance of competence. You really try to teach your people that they need to know their trade. They need to know their job. They need to know what it is that needs to be done to get to excellent performance. And then once someone is competent, then you can say, it's time to be confident. It's time for you to make decisions based on the competence that you have. But decision-making without competence is rarely right. So it's a combination of driving competence and confidence. And that's how you make quick decisions. Question number three. Dan and his coaching staff make their practice environments chaotic and they do it on purpose. They don't call fouls in practice. There are no breaks and they push each other to the limits. David, is there a way that leaders can apply this concept to their organizations? And if so, how should they do it? Well, it's interesting. I, I don't know how you directly apply that concept, but I will tell you this. The best leaders bring a daily intensity to everything that they do. They are focused on, on great performance and they get out of bed and they go to work and they bring this intensity to performance that is unlike any other. And that daily intensity is what really turns people on. I mean, you know, it's funny. I always tweet or, or I guess, what do you call X now, Cool. I mean, is X a tweet or is it a, what, when you put something on tweet now, is it X or what is it? I still think you tweet. You tweet on X. Okay, so I tweeted on X. And, you know, one of the things that I, I tweeted today was smile today, laugh more often. And that positive energy will be contagious. And I think the same goes for like daily intensity in, in terms of driving for performance. I think that's what really makes things go in your business and, and as a leader. So I don't know that I would say, let's go have a full body uh, contact practice at work, you know, <laughs> or let's not call any fouls or anything like that. But, but I do think daily intensity is, works. The other thing I would say is, look, we just talked about an idea here. What do you think about it? Is it good or is it bad? Let's really tackle that idea with everything we've got here. Let's figure out what works, what isn't working, why it could work, why it wouldn't work. You, that's what full body contact could be. And I think that drives performance as well. But it, when you create a team where you're able to really attack each other's ideas, attack each other in a very positive, productive fashion where people don't take it personally. All they want is the best possible result. Full body contact with great ideas. I'm going to take that and put it into practice, David. 
Who knows who I'll actually tackle? Maybe some people, maybe some ideas, but that just gets me fired up. And you're right. When the person who is leading the team brings that sort of energy into meetings, even if they're, you know, regularly recurring meetings, when you bring that intensity and that passion to the rest of your team, it just freaking fires people up. And at the very least, it makes it more fun. Absolutely cool. And I think one of the big things is if you're the leader and it's your idea, have full body contact on your idea. Okay. Let everybody know you want to hear what people think about it. And when they tell you something that you didn't know, and they tell you something that can really make it better, shout it to the rooftops. Let everybody in the organization know that that daily intensity we had, that focus on getting to the best solution, that's what drove that great idea. What a great way to wrap up this episode of Three More Questions. Thank you again for tuning in to How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And coming up next week, Kula, on How Leaders Lead is Admiral Mike Mullen, the 17th chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And this is a man that is focused on leadership and has been a leader throughout his career. So I know everyone will enjoy this conversation.